Welcome to Preacher to Preacher, a podcast for those who want to get noticeably better in their preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Rick Reed, president of Heritage College and Seminary, and on today's podcast, I want to talk to you about being lazy busy. Over the course of my ministry, I've never been accused of being lazy. Like many pastors, I actually lean in the opposite direction. Long hours, extra effort, continual motion. In fact, most pastors I know live at a pace somewhere between busy and breathless. But that doesn't mean that busy pastors can't become lazy preachers. That's the convicting insight I gained from Eugene Peterson's article, The Unbusy Pastor. Peterson links busyness to laziness in a surprising way. He writes this, The reason I become busy is that I am lazy. I indolently let other people decide what I will do instead of resolutely deciding myself. I let people who do not understand the work of the pastor write the agenda for my day's work because I am too slipshod to write it myself. Now, Peterson goes on to say that this kind of lazy busyness or busy laziness will keep a pastor from becoming a faithful preacher. You see, busy pastors can still become lazy preachers. As I've reflected on the ways that laziness can creep into my life as a preacher, I've spotted five warning signs that I need to watch out for. In this episode of Preacher to Preacher, I'll highlight two of the five warning signs, and next time we'll look at the last three. The first warning sign that indicates that I am becoming a lazy preacher is scattering sermon preparation time. Scattering sermon preparation time. You see, the work of sermon prep demands the very best of our mental and spiritual energies. Paul made that clear to Timothy and to all preachers when he wrote in 2 Timothy 2.15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The word translated, do your best, spude, has the idea of giving energy, effort, showing diligence. Now, I found that I can't give my best effort to studying scripture and preparing sermons if I try to do it on the fly or in the cracks of my schedule or when I'm spent. You see, we sabotage ourselves as preachers if we fail to block out time for study and writing when we are at our best. So what should we do? Well, we should shape our weekly schedule so that we have regular repeated blocks of time to prepare when we are at peak alertness. Now, for me, this means blocking off time in the morning hours. I agree with the person who said that one hour in the morning is worth two or three hours in the afternoon. But whenever peak performance time is for you, block off those hours. And then keep that same block of time for sermon prep week after week. Make it part of your weekly rhythm to prepare in those blocks of time when you're at your best. You know, establishing a regularly scheduled extended block of time for sermon prep will free you from the exhausting dilemma of customizing your schedule each and every week. It will also communicate to your congregation that you place a high premium, a high priority on the ministry of the word. So the very first warning sign of becoming a lazy preacher is scattering sermon preparation time. How are you doing on that one? 
Do you need to make any changes? Are you ready to hear the second warning sign? Well, the second warning sign is this. Squandering sermon preparation time. Squandering sermon preparation time. See, you and I know that it's one thing to make time for sermon preparation. It's another thing to make the most of that time. Laziness shows up when we give way to distraction in the time we've set aside for sermon prep. When we allow ourselves to be interrupted by others, by phone calls, text messages, knocks on the door, or worse yet, worse yet, when we interrupt ourselves by checking emails or news feeds, when we squander our sermon preparation time by doing other ministry tasks that don't demand the same level of focus concentration. Now the solution here is not difficult to identify, but let me tell you, it's easier said than done. The solution is spirit-empowered self-control. The Apostle Paul knew that self-control was something that younger men needed to develop. In Titus chapter 2, verse 6, he writes, Urge the younger men to be self-controlled. By the way, I've learned that middle-aged and older men need self-control too. You see, self-control keeps us from distracting ourselves when we're studying. It helps us find a place where we won't be interrupted. It gives us courage to put a note on the door saying that we are studying. It strengthens us to fight off the urge to distract ourselves. I realize that self-discipline doesn't come naturally to most of us, but thankfully it does come supernaturally. Galatians 5, and 23 remind us that self-control is one of the fruit of the Spirit, and that fruit ripens and sweetens as we grow up in Christ. So this week, as you prepare to preach, ask the Lord to help you. Pray for the Spirit's empowerment so that you don't scatter or squander your sermon preparation time. May God strengthen you to fulfill your calling as you preach His Word. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like information on Heritage College and Seminary, visit our school's website at discoverheritage.ca. To receive a free ebook on how you can get free from your sermon notes, or to learn about my noticeably better preaching course, visit our website at rickandlindareed.com.